0: I got my
1: reader. up. Cool. You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the uh, recent beef, apparently, between Pat Bev and Nicola Vuce. I'll tell you guys right now. It's not that beef. We'll break it all down. We'll talk about it, plus some more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode, whoa, what just happened there? Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Incompetence, apparently by me. Uh, That's Pat, the designer, host and creator
0: of the Windy City Breeze. Today's episode is brought to you by Incompetence. Incompetence.
1: Stop doing that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, a creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat. You know, I always say this. I have this theory all the time: that sports are men's soap operas. And Lord knows that we can try to turn some crap into a storyline that ain't really a storyline. But Pat Bev, Nikola Vucevic, we we saw their on-the-court tisk. Nikola Vucevic has come out and said something about him. I'm going to read the quote here. He says, people always make a big deal out of when players argue on the court. That's part of the game. We're competitors. We're trying to make the right play. Sometimes you don't agree on the same thing in the moment. Talk it out, and it's over with. Pat, we've seen everything from some other shows try to make it be a bigger thing between them. Hey, like, it's it's people who've never played sports before. But go ahead, bro. Go ahead and cook on it real quick.
0: I think here's the thing, right? One, I don't think that this is a major issue in the long run. I do think that it was something that pops up. It is what it is. And it's gonna you're going to go into the next game absolutely fine. But on the other front, I will say this. Uh, in that statement, you don't hear Vooch say he was wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> and also in that state, it, it, what that statement doesn't tell you is – okay, that's a one-time thing. That's sports we're debating. We're arguing all of that stuff, right? That doesn't mean that he's, going to be happy with it when it eventually happens again. That's mm. going to be based on Vooch. Now, do I think that this is a beef? Do I think that this is a major issue? Do I think the Bulls are going to have a splitting of the locker room all of a sudden? This is not Tristan Thompson yelling at the bench last season to try and get it together and trying to steal some fire in this team and Sumu looking up with his mouth open yet again. Uh this is this is a situation where somebody said, "Bro, it was crazy, bro. It was he was just stunned what was happening." Uh this is a situation where the Chicago Bulls have two players that are both in Pat Bev's mind more so than actual talent on the offensive end. Right. Um, I don't want to say that now. He, he, he's an alpha dog. I'm not going to say it like that. I, I was going to say kind of like he, he doesn't really exhibit exhibit that on the court. That's disrespectful because he does. He is an alpha. Um, you got two alphas going at it. Right. And they had a difference of opinion. Guess what? Sometimes alphas have difference of opinions and they go out there and they, they, disagree on something the question is is this going to be a lingering issue i don't think that that one instance is going to be an issue but i will say that sometimes people do get sick of constantly having somebody tell them that they're in the wrong and pat bev will constantly tell you when you're in the wrong he'll also be the first one out there to praise you yeah
1: yeah very much on so. that that's leadership right um i'm uh he's he's we, we all know pat bev is one of those players who's going to be vocal, but he's also going to inspire. He's going to call you out. He's going to do a lot of things, but more times than not like that. That's what his leadership is. And, and, and keep in mind, this is a team that needed that vocal leader, right? We haven't had somebody to do that. So while I understand, especially in the moment, Nikola Vucevic may be, you know, disagreeing on what needs to happen and things like that. But he did. He, I, I think I would like to think that after the fact, they both agreed and they understood what needed to be on. They moved on. It's sports. It happens, bro. My dad was my coach for a long time. And I like me and my father got into it uh, on a football field because of his coaching. It's not because of my playing, but uh, you know, uh, but so
0: it it happens. Who's the blame on, you know what I mean? And I I think that's, I think that's the real question. Many of us see that and people that are playing basketball, see that and say, Hey, um, Vooch is clearly out of position. He's not paying attention to the ball being driven down there. Man gets by him easily gets to the bucket. Easy lay. On the same tip, Vooch doesn't feel that way. He's looking across at the man that he's supposed to be guarding, but the thing is he's not playing the entire court. And I think that that's the part where Pat Bev kind of does more of that than Vooch does. And Vooch hasn't had anybody sit there and tell him, hey, you were out of position. Most people would just be like, that's on me. I gotta stay in front of my man because I know you're not that good of a defender. Yeah. Pat Bell's not that kind of guy. So I think the, the real statement here, the real question is, will this linger on? Was this a one-time tiff? Because the, Vuce ain't getting better defensively, though. Like, he's a he's a solid defender, but he's never going to be defensive player in a year. He won't even be in the conversation for it. So is this going to be something where this turns into an issue long-term that's yet to be seen. I will say, I don't think there's any beef with the with them right now. I don't think this goes any further than what that game was. And the part that y'all don't see, right, is it's not what's happening on the court a lot of times where where people have issues. It's about what's happening in practice. Uh, cause in practice, right, like on the court, you'll go at it with your guy. You you'll have words, but you understand we need to stay together in this moment. This is in true. practice, I'm on you. And I, I sit there and I tell you everything you need to hear in practice. I tell you everything that that uh we're talking about practice. I tell you everything that uh um I feel like you're not doing when we're in during the game in practice, because the team on the other side beating us doesn't cause us a loss. That's fair. That's fair. And and that and that's just what this is. I think we forget these are the modern
1: day gladiators in a lot of ways, man. I know that sounds dramatic, but it's 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 the spirit of competition. It's the spirit of getting out there, doing things, wanting the best from your teammates, and especially when you're getting when you're getting your ass kicked. You're going. You, they, listen, the tensions are going to rise. If the, it, I would say this with the run that the um, who were we playing that game? The, the Detroit Pistons were going yeah. on in that game. If if I didn't see any heart determination from the players out there, if I didn't see a little bit of that, I would have had tons of questions on no. why on why this team has no heart. This is a team no. that we've questioned their heart all season long. Yeah, I so I like seeing that fire, and I'm glad that they worked it out. They kept it moving, and they did what needed to be done. That's it.
0: No, hundred percent. And I think that I think the big thing to focus in on here is now what's going to be the next step here. Are we going to see? The one thing I will say, Pat Bev got into Vooch. And I know there's a lot of people out here. Vooch is being a baby. Vooch ain't taking it to heart. Vooch is crying. He shouldn't be crying. Vooch isn't crying. Vooch is having his opinion. Pat Bev has his opinion on how that play should have went. But you know what happened the next couple of plays down? Nikola Vucevic was a heck of a defender. I believe he got a block in that situation. He knocked the ball back out. Fought fought on the extra. uh, uh, When they were going for another offensive board, trying to get an offensive board, fought to kick that ball back out. Right? Like, Those are the things to me that you, where I feel good about it, right? It's not the fact that the, the, the Tiff happened. Oh, we're, we're upset with each other. We're not friends anymore. No, that's not the way you go about it. He went into the next couple of plays and was like, I bet you said, I was out of position on that. I don't believe I was out of position. We'll check the tape later, but I got you on these next three, four plays. You're not going to get by me. And Boots stepped up defensively on the next three, four plays.
1: Very much. So very much. So, so, Hey, that's what it is. That's sports. You got to do what you got to do in that case. And they took care of business. We just got to as especially I hate seeing it when, again, not to throw anybody else under the bus, but like when other people in this space, like try to turn that thing into into their headline for the day because they don't know how to talk about it and they don't know how to talk about because they ain't never played a damn sport in their life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a lot of channels yesterday going off on, uh, you know, should Vooch or what is, is there more to the Vooch Pat Bam. I saw articles written. I saw, and I was just like, bro, I know dang well y'all not trying to turn this into a story. And it's just, it's one of those things where you, you have to have been in those moments. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And you don't have to be an NBA player. I'm not saying that you have to be an NBA. You just have to, play with the same five that you always play with at export play right like if 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 you have your group of guys that you always play with you're gonna sit there and be like bro you gotta step up on this man step up on your man if you haven't had that moment bro you're not playing sports and and that that's the biggest thing and 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 that's why I understand you know where uh, um Vooch might be coming from because in that moment listen you might think you're doing the right thing like, hey, bro, I'm watching him. What you mean? Like, you can't tell me that you've never said that if you're a Hooper. So for for me, um, I don't think it goes past that game. We'll see. I do know this. Patrick Beverly will always be that guy. Patrick Beverly will always be the guy that's saying, I'm, I'm going to let you know something. And the one part that we can't see or hear because, you know, they don't have the court mic'd up because Muzz be cussing a lot unless, like, you got to really get into it. Yeah. I, I don't know if Pat Bev said help. Right. Like that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Like if you if you're if you're dropping back as the point guard, your man's driving, you're trying to take away the passing lane on the left hand side. and He's cutting down the middle. You're going to say, help, help, help. That's where your big man supposed to slide in and pick that up. I don't know if Pat Bev said help or not. If Pat Bev says help. Vooch doesn't slide over? That's on Vooch. If Pat Bev don't say help, which I, I find it hard to believe because Pat Bev, um, that's on Pat Bev. You have to let your teammates know communication on defense. You have to let your teammates know where they need to be. You don't got five juggernauts out there on defense. There's not five literal Javante Greens out there is what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> literally five Javante greens, <laughs> literally out there. Uh, did you, have you ever seen the two K videos where they do that?
1: Yeah. They, it's hilarious.
0: Put all the same dude on the team and be like, how's this team going to win? And it's like this, they did it with Steph Curry versus like LeBron. And I think Steph Curry's team won. Cause it was just like all half court three. It was <laughs> hilarious.
1: <laughs> that is hilarious, bro. Uh, next up though, uh, before we get into the next topic, we got to talk about the electric, most electric player of the week, Brother, who was your most electric player of the week?
0: Oh, got to give it to Pat Bev yet again, man. I, you know what? I'm going to take that back. Zach Levine had a 40-point game. Um, and I'm going to give it to Zach Levine because Zach Levine has absolutely bought in to everything that Patrick Beverly came in speaking, which I'm assuming is just a message that Billy Donovan has been trying to echo and it hasn't been getting through. And he's just said, hey, yo, I'm going to take these shots. 41 points, No assists. <laughs> So he came out and was like, I got it. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. And you know, he 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 empowered what the Nissan Aria is. Uh fierce. He definitely is fierce. Ain't nobody going to say that Pat Bev ain't being out there being fierce. Uh, so, you know, that's what it is. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs, uh, pin to your pin you to your seat. Power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. All right, Pat, the next thing we got to talk about, bro. We all know that the Bulls are hopefully making a push for a playing spot. That race gets considerably easy, uh, harder when teams like the Wizards are beating the Raptors, the Raptors who actually own the tiebreaker over the Bulls, and the the Wizards beat them last night. As you see, like, and again, the Wizards play the Raptors again one time this week as well. If they win that game again, it, it's going to push us even further. How difficult do you think this making the play-in is realistically going to be for the Chicago Bulls with 19 games left?
0: Um... I I mean, listen, we got the Suns coming up tonight. It's not going to be a, a cakewalk. It's not going to be easy, right? Like, that's why uh, the Bulls being able to get that... Um, Who did we just lose to? We just lost to... Good grief. I can't think of a game before the Pistons. Whoever, Whatever team we play. That's why losing that game before the Pistons. The Raptors. The Raptors. That's yeah. why losing that game versus the Raptors was so big. Um, because now without the tiebreaker, now you're going into a game tonight where... Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden, it don't look good, is what I'm saying, right? Like maybe Pat Bev gets us this exciting moment and and we come out with that Pat Bev effect and we come out and cook. It don't look good, is what I'm saying, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tough team, tough team to be facing here. But um, you know, you you have to you have to figure out a way to bottle up what you we've seen in the first three quarters of these games and take that into these closeout moments. If they can do that on a consistent basis, I still got the Bulls making a play. And I do. I, I I'm, Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a, 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 a not a realist, a, a dreamer on that. Right. But I still got the Bulls making the playoffs. I think they'll still end up getting in. And I think they'll get in with a, with a record that'll leave us feeling better than we thought. Um, But there's there's a long way to go here, boy. 19 games. There's a short amount of time to do it, but you got a lot of ground to make up here, and I think that's the tough part.
1: Definitely. And, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing is that, that, that's why that tiebreaker was so important for the Chicago Bulls because the, of the amount of games that uh, they do have to make up. They already own the tiebreakers over the Hawks and the Heat. So owning that additional tiebreaker over the Toronto Raptors would have just helped them that much more. Those are all the teams in that play-in area. But the Bulls are going to have to lock in, man. They're just going to have to lock in. They're going to have to get it done, and it's going to come. Listen, it ain't coming by no help. You are in control of your own destiny in a way. You got. You have to win out. And I've said it before. They The Bulls realistically have to win about – 80% of the remaining games on the schedule, and that's a tall order.
0: And, it, it, and I think here's the question. It's what we talked about earlier in this week, right? Like, what's the realistic opportunity for the Chicago Bulls here? What's the realistic opportunity if they're going out here and they're running this lineup with Pat Bev and Caruso in it? Like, our, our, can we really expect this team to go out here and get it done when you're trying to close games out with that lineup, especially tonight, right? We, t- games like tonight, games going into, right? Like, here, here's the, the part that's irritating me. And I, w- I was watching a lot, I was re watching the game because I always re watch the games after I live call them because I like hearing Stacy and Adam call the game. Um, and just for tape breakdown and stuff like that, like in depth analysis of what the heck I just saw. Billy Donovan is running the Chicago Bulls like a West Coast team. In a conference that's not speaking to that style of basketball. Mm-hmm. Philly, big. Cleveland, big. Milwaukee, big. Toronto, big. Small ball is not Eastern Conference basketball. And while that may be what the modern NBA is, most of your games are played against the Eastern Conference a lot of the rest of your games this at the end of the season against these Eastern conference teams, you got to play the lineup. That's going to give you not only just the best chance to win, but the best chance or not only just the best chance to compete, but the best chance to win. Yeah. And you put a lineup out there versus Toronto that didn't give you the best chance to compete. So I think that that's the big going through these next 19 games. I'm not saying that Pat will deserves his spot back. That's kind of what we were talking about when we were breaking this down. But out of necessity, you might need him back in the starting lineup if you plan on winning these games or at least in your fourth quarter closing lineup. Yeah. So I don't know, man.
1: and we did see Patrick Williams at least in the last game play more in the fourth quarter when Alex Caruso did sit. So, uh, but he's going to have to make up those uh, those decisions. And yeah, give it Alex Caruso gives tons of energy and he plays really well. But the but Billy Donovan is going to have to be more strategic in how he uses certain lineups. Now that's a tall order to ask for Billy Donovan. For I think team. that he does have the capability to do it at times. But to your point, we're absolutely going to have to see Patrick Williams out there in some of those games starting. We're just going to have to have to do it. It is what it is, and. Yeah. Hopefully Billy Donovan isn't stubborn enough to not move off that and not make those changes, but we'll see.
0: I, I I think that there's there's room for this team to to get a lot done here. Right. Like there's a short amount of time again, but there's room for this team to get a lot done here. There's a lot of these games where you look at the team playing across from us. I believe we have the the ninth easiest schedule going through the rest of the way here. You know what I mean? Like yeah we should be able to pick up. There's certain games that you feel like we're going to lose, but we should be able to compete in just about every single one of these games, especially with how Zach Levine has been on a little bit of a scoring tear. DeMar DeRozan has been kind of taking a little bit of a backseat shot selection wise until like, you know, the fourth quarter and stuff like that. But I just, I'm, I'm looking at what is our, realistic opportunity to finish out this season and the bulls can do a lot it's about will they and that's been the entire season we've said this the entire year they can do anything they want to do but are they going to live up to that potential on a on a night in night out basis that's the question we got to ask
1: i mean and it sucks that that's the question that we're asking currently right now um but I mean, that's that's what they have to answer over the back half of the season. There's so many questions still ahead of this team, and it sucks. I'm not even gonna lie to you, it sucks. But um, they got to figure it out. If they if the all if all the talk that they've been given is is real, this team has to figure out a way to fi- to perform and and to get these wins. And you got you need you're gonna need players to step up in major ways as well. And we have there's been times where certain players have gotten by on coasting. We what's can't do that anymore.
0: The, what's what's the biggest thing for you that you need to see for the Chicago Bulls to have a solid footing in the in the playoffs
1: man that is a, a great question um to to stop allow stop allowing the big runs at the same time you can't score
0: yeah I think that would be the thing for me and I Detroit's weird, right? Because Bogey was hitting shots that we was like, "Who the f- is this dude?" <laughs> but I I would I would agree, and I feel like we've actually started doing that, and that's kind of why. Not to say I feel good about this Bulls team at all, right? Like I mean, I told y'all five games above five hundred. Don't look like we're getting there. Um, but I do feel better about what we've seen after the All Star break because the Bulls' defense, right? Like the offense hasn't been amazing. Zach Levine played well in the last game, but the offense hasn't been amazing. Defensively, this Chicago Bulls team has steadily improved. Like it, it's it's been one of those things where it's like, hey, Demar played defense on that play, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like hey, look at look, look at us playing, a little, Kobe White with a steal. What is that? A bacon wrap off of the steal? You know, like. I think that we're starting to see the beginnings of that. I think that that's what the, the importance of having a defensive minding point guard is, but you got to keep that up. You, you, you've you got to be able to keep that up for, for 48 minutes or at least in the fourth quarter. Uh, and and I, I need them. The, the biggest thing I need them to do, stop taking your foot off the gas. <laughs>
1: stop
0: yeah. Foot off the gas.
1: You got to find a way to, to snuff these teams out. And the Bulls have not done that consistently. We need, definitely need that to change man
0: hey we had two blowouts we lost a tough game versus toronto and then we got a uh a, a tough win versus detroit let's see if the bulls can keep it going tonight but before we do that man we got to tell you guys about built bar if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories you got to try built bar i've had my built bar already today and it is one of the best snacks out here Because it's healthy, but it also tastes good. What makes it taste so good? For starters, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste just like a candy bar. And what's even better, they are only 130 calories. They have 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's right. You heard me, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait around to get a box for years. We've been telling you guys, go to Built.com. Go over and get your Built Bars from Built.com. Now you can get them from your local Walmart and or Sam's Club. Built.com, promo code locked on, still works. Uh That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box cookies and cream double chocolate and or coconut puff if you go to Sam's Club you can grab the 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro you can thank me later
1: all right Pat so last up man Zach Levine you actually came up with this topic I'm gonna let you present it there brother
0: here's the thing Zach Levine highest paid player on our team and there is a lot that comes with being the highest paid player, but at a minimum, the expectation is winning. And so my question to the chat, to Hayes, is Zach Levine a winning player? I heard this stat yesterday and saw it uh, uh, be I saw a couple of articles uh, written about it off of the Waddle and Sylvie show. And the stat is essentially that among players in the NBA, I believe it's about a hundred players that have played 500 or more games, Zach Levine's winning percentage, Zach Levine's wins in the NBA ranks at the bottom of the list. And not just the bottom, I mean, dead last. So is Zach Levine a winning player? And here's the thing. I understand what the stat says. There's a lot of nuance to the stat. There is Fred Hoiberg. There is terrible team construction. There is Paul Zipser. <laughs> yeah. But do you feel like with that stat out there, with the knowledge of that stat, the player that Zach Levine has become, and Zach Levine has put up great numbers the entire time. Right? Like he's he's been a guy that's steadily gotten better. It's the reason that we were okay with paying him. But do you feel like a player that would be higher on that list could go into teams that Zach Levine had and just say, we're going to win because I'm here. We're going to win because I play on this team. And I'm not talking about you're going to go out and win the championship, but I'm just saying we're going to be competitive. <laughs> like those Zach Levine Bulls teams weren't competitive in the slightest. We're talking 22 wins. Your thoughts. Here's
1: the thing. Um, you know, me and you have had this conversation a little bit before, and I I, I look at the teams that Zach Levine was on. And he had some rough, very rough teams over that amount of time. And I don't put it all on Zach Levine. And here's the thing that we've that we've seen. You can't be, and it's it's almost surprised myself as well. You can't be as low of a basketball IQ player as Zach Levine is at times and say you're a winning player. I do think you can win with Zach Levine, but the roster construction has to be built in a way to overcome Zach Levine's limitation. He can be a player that contributes to winning, but as far as you're looking at him to be the reason, the sole reason why you win. Mm-hmm. No.
0: And I, I look at other guys around the NBA that are amazing talents that are on bad teams. I look at guys like now, the guys at the top of that list, right? You're, you're talking about names like Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's had a lot of talent with him on those teams. Like, I know we don't think of it as enough talent, and I'll give you it's not enough talent. Mm. But uh, he's had LaMarcus Aldridge. He, he's had C.J. McCollum. He now has Anthony Simons and, and Jeremy Grant, right? Like there's been talent there. Um, I think a closer comparison is Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's been on teams post John Wall with John Wall that you looked at and you were like, I, I don't think this team should be winning at all. And yet Bradley Beal is funneling some wins. Now they haven't been much better than the Chicago Bulls. And that's why I think he's a good comparison because I also think you have to take into account Bradley Beal, is, is he a better player than Zach? We, we saying he's a better player than Zach? I think they're even in my opinion. That's how I got him. And, and they're, they're close on the list. Bradley Beal's higher because of the time he had with John Wall in the playoffs and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? But I'm talking th- like by himself, It's not, you know what I mean? Like I would say Bradley Beal goes to a team and you think of Bradley Beal as a player that helps you win. I don't think that we have that thought with Zach Levine as much just because we watch him day in and day out. We see him all the time. We see the Bulls not win with him every single time and we blamed everything around him. And now Zach has things around him and the Chicago Bulls still aren't winning. So I see the conversation on both sides. You know what I mean? And I I think that that's that's where it's tough because your highest paid player on your team, you might look at and say, I don't know if he actually is a winning player. But I think, like you said, you can win win basketball games with him. Yeah, for sure. And the one thing that I'll say on top of all of that, don't forget, two years ago, what, three years ago? Three years ago? We thought of Devin Booker in a very similar way. Yeah, I mean and that's why I do say that you
1: can win with Zach. You just have to you got to you got to have your team constructed in a very particular way.
0: I think I think the biggest thing here is as well that you have to talk about with this is that we're not in the 2005 NBA anymore. Even though the Bulls offense looks like it sometimes. What I mean is this. Y'all remember how Kobe could just drag a team to the playoffs? T-Mac could drag a team to the playoffs. Uh, Vince Carter could drag a team to the playoffs. Kevin Garnett could drag a team to the playoffs. That doesn't exist anymore. And you have to take that into account when you're talking about what's happening in the modern NBA. If you see a team that has one player, they're not being dragged to the playoffs. They're usually at the bottom of the NBA. You don't see, te- we see teams with two, three players on it that sit at the bottom of the NBA. And we looked at that Charlotte team last year and we were like, this Charlotte team is actually pretty good with LaMelo Ball, Mikhail, or uh, uh, Miles Bridges, right? Like they, they got a nice foundation. They were literally fighting at the last spot of the play-in spot. So you need more than just, a couple of pieces on your team. You need the right head coach. You need the right system in place. You need the right defensive setup in place. You need more than just that guy. And I think that's the NBA that we're in now. That's why I love this NBA so much, dog. I love this NBA. It's probably my favorite generation of NBA minus the, the defensive intensity.
1: (laughs) I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Uh, We got a long way to go, man. Definitely a long way to go for this league uh, for, for, um, Zach for the team as a whole, but you know I, I, I trust A.K. got to get to work this offseason. That's the thing we've been talking about for a while. He got to get to work, and if he if he gets to work in the right way, uh, we will be looking at things differently. But he he has to get to work.
0: Yeah, he, he's got he's got to get the job done. I think the thing is, you're, I know we've talked about this a little back and forth, but I think we've seen four games of Pat Bev. Three of those four, one game where we could have seen a little bit more from Zach Levine for sure, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, second of a or front side of a back to back, maybe wanted to play more in the second. I don't know, but we've seen three games of Zach Levine with a point or four games of Zach Levine with a point guard. and He looks like a ten times better player. Yeah, I mean that is why they brought Lonzo in. So I mean, that tells you the story of what you need to be trying to get to work on this yeah. offseason. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, bro. Anything left before we go? Nah, man. I think we're uh, I think we're all good on everything, man. Follow me on everything at. Pat the Designer. You can follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls. Appreciate y'all for showing love. You can follow me at
1: CEO Hayes, the CEO, And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now, for your second, second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. You can get all the latest analysis, game breaks down, everything, uh, only the way that Lock On can do it. You can follow it over on the Locked On NBA channel. You can get it on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. But for Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all.
0: Peace.